What's up, YouTube nights? Welcome to the cover price comic book shakers of the week Shake for December 9th, 2021. Happy uh, belated comic book day to you all. This is Thursday. Uh, man, it's raining in Southern California. I can't mm. believe it. It's crazy. I don't know what to do with myself. Cats and dogs like, living together. Never rains here. We this is the first rain that we've had in like months, so uh, it was much needed. So it's chilling in the rain. I should play. You know, I saw you and Tim walking in the rain, <laughs> but I won't. So no. uh, while you guys are congregate, why don't you guys just sit back, relax? Put on your headgear and give you music to get you in the mood. You know what time it is. It's time for the shakers of the week. So let's get, uh, let's say the word. Just a reminder, keep digging in them long boxes. What's the, what's the word? Keep digging those in them long boxes. <laughs> Love Shout it. out to everybody in the live chat. JB, say what's good to the people. Welcome, everybody. It's Thursday night. You know what that means. It is time to hit the best list on YouTube, the Shakers list brought to you by Cover Price. Thanks for coming. 
Come on, Ryan, what's going on tonight? Hey, it's the Shakers list. It's my favorite night of the week, Thursday night. Um, all good nights seem to come on Thursday. Like Thanksgiving comes on Thursday. Uh, all the good TV shows, you know, the the primetime TV shows always came on Thursday that were good. So here we are, Thursday night, the Shakers list. Let's see what we got. That's right. Like I said, the Shakers list is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> My mama's. Oh, wait. I was about to go into Waterboy. Whoa. That was weird. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, this show is sponsored by our friends over at coverprice.com. Sign up for uh, coverprice.com for a two week free trial or for the low price of a McRib. While they last, you can get price guides, collections, trends, movers, and the shakers list. Our show is also sponsored by our good friends at carescomics.com. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off any KRS comics exclusives including this one that dropped oh. wednesday mm-hmm. this dope uh she-hulk number one mike mayhew variant uh and also this is dropping tomorrow I, and i gave the wrong time they're going back to their old time where it drops at 9 a.m pacific and noon <clears throat> eastern so set your alarms accordingly because this will drop tomorrow this is Zhang wow, Biang. that's my, the my, destro my. variant for gi joe number 289 that's and dope. the Kuro ripping Baroness variant for G.I. Joe number 289. Uh, you can find on KRS Comics tomorrow starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. So make sure. The one sure on the right you... looks like The Rock. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Destro was in gold. You know, maybe he upgraded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so hey, anyway, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's get right to it, man. This is the Daily Shakers list. Well, because, you know, this list comes from friends, our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most Interesting sales found on the exclusive Daily Shakers list. This list changes several times every day, so make sure you check it out every day to review some of the hottest trending books on the market. And this week's list has got some crazy books on here. You may get one for 10, maybe two for 10, but man, the rest of them on here, they really dig deep in those dig, dig, dig deep in those long boxes. I think Matt saw how uh, well everybody did on the cover price top 10, getting, you know, nine for 10, nine for 11s and eight for 11. So he's like, you know what? Well, the mugger wrench at you guys. But the first one, you know, we've been talking about this book for a while and, you know, a lot of you may have already have it. What do we got first on the list? Yeah, I just picked one up last this summer. Captain Britain, number one. This is Marvel UK from the best year there ever was, 1976. Most people are likely familiar with Captain America, but Britain has a champion too. Captain Britain, created by legendary Cliss Claremont and Herb Trampy in 1976. Brian Braddock, a.k.a. Captain Britain's first appearance in the British periodical Captain Britain number one. And it's called a periodical because if you've seen this book, man, it is flimsy, flimsy paper. Uh, Captain Britain received his powers from the noted wizard Merlin and Merlin's daughter Roma through the amulet of right. Braddock later gave the amulet to his twin sister, Betsy Braddock, of Silac fame, which took the Captain Britain title. The original series was printed in magazine format on newsprint paper style, which seems to respond well to pressing as evidenced by the 100% or I'm sorry, the 100 plus CGC 9.8 copies on the census. Um, It's more than any other single grade an oddity for a 45 year old comic book. Um, There's been considerable interest in this book since 2000. uh, Well, since 2020 that I uh, 
despite no solid announcements about the character appearing in the MCU. Whether it's the recent Henry Cavill interview where he expressed interest in playing the renewed version of the character potential, uh, the Blade, the Black Knight, uh, MI-13, Captain Britain speculation, or something else, a CDC 9.8 copy just hit an all-time high, get this, of $5,100. This is despite the book never before cracking even $35. So wow. boom, out of nowhere, 5100 bucks. And there's over I got to go get mine pressed and graded. In the census too. That's crazy. Uh, Insane. Yeah, and uh there is a there is a mask that is in the book, so make sure if you find one, it's got the mask inside. Cuz you yeah, know I mean, people I think care about is, that stuff. This is going to end up being one of the worst kept secrets of Marvel, you know, like, you know, like um, a certain somebody showing up on last night's episode or today's episode of um, Hawkeye. You know, there's just Mm -hmm. certain things. I mean, they've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, Yeah, Gabe makes a great point. I have the first U.S. appearance, which is in uh, Marvel Team Up. Team Up, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the Marvel Team Up book. So if you can't get that one. Can't get this one. Get that one, because um, this one is not in the. Uh, I guess you. This is not in the six one six continuity. Um, so you know, but you know, we as we've been seeing, or recently in the last year, especially since you know the pandemic, that you know people have been uh, snatching up uh, foreign variants. Uh, you know, be it Italians, Mexican, uh, UK variants, especially. Right. Because um, you got to think the print runs can't be that high. Right. But uh, but people seek them out. And there's so, certain people that that's all they seek out is because they have some oddities. I mean, uh, you know, here, let me I'll show you. There's a picture behind me. There's an Avengers with. Featuring Doctor Strange, which is was only available in the UK. I'm, I'm, I had to look behind me because I have a poster of it. And it's like a it's like a weird issue that it reprints some Avengers issues and some Doctor Strange issues and they they put them together in these UK issues. So Captain Britain, number one from Marvel UK, October from October 1976. All right. What do we got up next? Uh, you know, we can't have a we can't have a shakers list without some horror books. What sure. this one? This one's going to blow your lid. Yeah, baby. Well, this one is the one, right? Next up, we've got a very iconic cover, Chamber of Chills Magazine, issue number 19, originally published in 1953 from Harvey. Now, pre-code horror, or PCH comics, comics predating the formation of the Comics Code Authority in 1954, commonly graced the cover price shakers list because of the high-selling prices founded in an incredible mix of amazing stories, scary covers, taboo subject matter, and relative scarcity. Now, a pre-code horror comic grail, Chamber of Chills number 19, features an iconic cover from Lee Elias, co-creator of the DC villain Eclipso, recently featured on the CW show Stargirl. Now, this cover has been reproduced in different formats, such as a comic variant cover and an album cover, i.e. The Misfits 1984, Die Die My Darling. Interestingly, preliminary art for the cover was created by Richie Rich, co-creator Warren Kremer. He, in turn, passed the idea onto Elias to refine the concept and create the art for the cover. Now, over 10 years ago, you could get a high-grade copy of Chamber of Chills issue number 19 for under a grand, but those days are long gone. The highest professionally graded copy, a CGC 9.6, 
sold for an all-time high of 102 grand on Heritage in mid-November of this year. Wow. And the CGC 8.0 copy hit 24 grand right around the same time. Wow. Now those high prices have trickled down to even lower grades as a CGC 3.0 just sold for an all-time high in a grade just over 9k. Wow. Now, collectors and speculators commonly rush to grade copies of highly prized books like this. So it's a testament to the actual scarcity that there are only 105 total universal copies on the CGC census. What a book. Wow. Okay. Take that. Let that soak in for a second. A 9.6 sold early, uh, was it this year or last year? I think this year. Was, uh, uh, this right year. around November of this year. A so nine... last month, at, I think it was a heritage auction, sold the for $102,000 in a 9.6. That is big money. I mean, that we're, we're talking like amazing fantasy money. We're talking like, uh, you know, Fantastic Four. I, I mean, mean yeah, shit, a 3.0 sold for just over nine grand so we're, yeah. that's shout out to low grades see uh <laughs> that's an expensive low grade copy right that's there expensive low grade yeah, copy. i don't think that even qualifies under the low grades anymore <laughs> since it's nine thousand. Right. so uh yeah because 1953 i mean just imagine how you can get a book from 1953 that wasn't restored and yeah. was a 9.6 uh, that's amazing that's, and look at that cover that cover in nine six that's a yeah. All black. And another wow. thing you will never see on modern day comics either is uh, somebody smoking. Um, I, like uh, probably the eighties or early nineties, uh, I want to think, or sometime in the mid nineties is when they stopped putting uh, characters smoking. Like uh, Nick Fury famously smoked. Obviously, uh, Wolverine was his, with his cigar. Uh, but you know that's something you really you'll never ever see is somebody smoking on the cover if you know on and on the main like DC Marvel and image things of that nature smoking a cigarette. But that's uh, you know just a bygone era. 1953. Hell, in 1953 you had doctors doing commercials for Marlboro. You know what I'm saying? They're like, <laughs> right. when I get out of surgery, I enjoy to have Marlboro Red. You know, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just so much. Out of All surgery, right, so, man. Back in 53, they were probably having them during surgery. Yeah, oh, so, uh, doctor was definitely smoking. Yeah, Chamber of Chills magazine number 19 from Harvey Comics from mm. 1953, $9,000. All right, mm. we go from 1953 to something a little bit newer. What do we got? Yeah, just a little 2012 Daredevil End of Days number three. This is the David Mack 1 in 25 variant. Thanks for a recent inclusion into the MCU via Disney Plus's Hawkeye. Echo is one of the hottest characters in the aftermarket. Her creator, David Mack, is one of the industry's best artists and is a considerable following. His various variants have always had a significant market heat. However, with this recent exposure through Echo, several have uh, seen nice bumps in value. Daredevil End of Days variant has been fairly pricey. It has a fair market value of around $100 for a raw copy. Yet this week's new raw high sale $240 makes this book a book to keep on your radar. Cover Price recently chatted with Mac at LA Comic-Con and we're excited to see the original art for this cover at a reasonable $4,000. So that could be a fantastic addition for any of you original art fans out there. 
Why am I muted there? Man. What do you think of this David Mack right now just taking over? I think Tebow's muted too. We're yeah, both I mean, David Mack muted. also is doing is hot right now with the, <clears throat> the echo covers. So And that is bringing it all to life that his style is fantastic. I mean, why did it have to wait till an echo cover brought the attention back? He's well, I mean, if you, um, I mean, David Mack is also, I think, he, what he did Kabuki first, right? Mm -hmm. I think this. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I totally miss out on LA Comic Con. I normally go, but you know, I'm waiting for next year for everything to calm down, and then I'm gonna go peep it out. But <clears throat> Daredevil, end of days, issue number three, the David Mack one in twenty five is uh, for uh, two hundred and forty bucks in a raw dog. Damn. Raw dog. All right, what do we got up next? This All one right. is a weird this one. This one's weird, man. This one's weird. You guys ready for this? I bet you no one's ever seen this one before. Hero Trade, a briefcase, originally published in 2021 from Bad Idea. I mean, just recently, right? Now, if you wondered what all those Bad Idea first customer gold buttons would lead to, well, here it is. Those who turned, who, those who turned in all five buttons received this unique Hero Trade, a briefcase issue which was limited to 50 copies. However, per the corresponding note, there was also some other criteria. Are you guys ready for some of this? Did you include a letter that made us laugh? You're in the 50. Send us a novelty check that made us grin. You're in the 50. Bribe us by enclosing a gift to our boss with your sticker. We were forced to include you in the 50. So here's to you, the overachievers. Life finally paid off. One lucky winner sold the second copy to hit eBay at $500 raw. The first one sold for $400 back on uh, November 24th. So this seemed like a fun treasure hunt that had a significant payoff. It was an exciting experiment that directly favored the diehard fans as it should be. Man, I've never seen this before. No, thing, me either. You know, you jump through hoops and you get rewarded because I would have sold this thing as fast as it hit my hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's a, it, it is a bad idea to go through all that trouble. I, right. You know, sell it to me or not. Don't make me write you a letter and do all this other shit. You know what I mean? I meant, and then get this. You know, well, what is it? You know what I mean? So, but uh, kudos to those. Hundo is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to those who sold her for five hundred. But man, that's a lot of hoops to jump through. I mean, you thought get ordering, you know. 50 copies of something to get a variant was a difficult chore. I mean, think of all the, <laughs> you had to bribe them. You had to give them a gift. You had to go all kinds of stuff. I was like, what the, uh, that's sorry, man. I'm going to, you know what? Uh, like, uh, like the old thing, like, um, what's his name said on, uh, and, uh, lethal weapon. I'm getting too old for this shit. I can't do, I can't do all that, man. Write the letter. Who writes a letter? Can I, I'll send you an email. I ain't going to write you a damn letter. I don't even know how to write anymore. If anybody's ever got a package from me, you can see how bad my handwriting is because I right. type all day long on a computer, right? My 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 handwriting is god-awful. All right, so uh, Hero Trade, a briefcase, issue number one from Bad Idea for $400, $500. All right. So we go from a bad idea to something truly obscure. This one is really cool. Yeah, we this go... is... Very, very cool. It's got a cool story, too. This is an Invincible Iron Man number one, and this is Newton Comics from back in 1976. Maxwell Newton 
is notorious in the history of comics. His short 18-month stint as a publisher in Australia from 1975 to 1976 made a significant impression on Australian comic readers and the overall industry. In 1975, Newton was a newspaper publisher and needed more work to keep his printers busy. He stealthily convinced Marvel to reprint and distribute key Marvel titles across Australia. These reprints were printed in black and white, yet had more pages by combining stories. Various issues had fewer advertisements and even provided extras like pull-out posters, iron-on transfers, and swap cards. They were also significantly cheaper than their U.S. counterparts. It's important to remember that this is how the kids in Australia were first introduced to Marvel Comics. Newton pumped out 180 different comic magazines in his short stint as a publisher. His life of excess, including but not limited to alcoholism, suicide attempts, and a brief stint as a pimp, and keeping all the profits from Marvel led him to eventually flee Australia and abandon his fascinating run as a comic publisher. This copy of Iron Man number one is one of those issues introducing Tony Stark almost eight years after his U.S. debut. The guts of the issue feature My Friend, My Foe, The Freak, initially published in Iron Man number three back in 1968, and from the void of space comes The Super Scroll, initially published in Captain Marvel number two. It also included a poster of The Incredible Hulk. It's rare for any Newton copy to show up in the aftermarket, yet one did this week and sold for a new raw high of almost $600. Check out an ebook. It's called Newton Comics, The Amazing Rise and Spectacular Fall by Daniel Best if you're interested in hearing the complete story of Maxwell Newton. Okay. There needs to be a biopic movie made <laughs> yes, about this right? story because this I, I man's agree. life sounds incredibly Incredible. crazy. Um, I mean, uh, it reminds me of the uh, the guy who um, uh, he was uh, the uh, there was a documentary about it. The guy who did he was uh, remember McAfee antivirus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, the the guy who founded the company ended up fleeing the country. Uh, and he was like uh, really deep into like uh, um, conspiracy theories and all kinds of crazy stuff. Just look up the uh, McAfee antivirus founder and you'll see. But this guy, man, I wonder if he actually Marvel actually allowed, gave him license to do it. Because you think back in 1976, who was paying attention to somebody in Australia printing something? You know what I mean? You know, nowadays, right. you know, the Internet is everything is instantaneous worldwide. But man. That dude's got a story. I mean, they got a. Oh yeah. They, you know what? They should get Robert Downey Jr. to play him. Why not? Right. <laughs> 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 mean, kind of Robert Downey Jr.'s life. I mean, he's Iron. He's been Iron Man, and he's been a drug addict, a recovering alcoholic. Uh, uh, I don't know if he's ever been a pimp though. That part is even crazier. But uh, all right, so we went from uh, there. We go. So uh, as we go halfway through the show, let's just talk about our sponsor, MySlabs.com. Are you tired of paying ten percent for fees? Join at one percent revolution. Tired of paying 10%, 15%, or more to sell your cards, comics, and digital collectibles? How does 1% sound? Too good to be true? Well, not anymore. MySlabs.com is the web's premier user-driven marketplace for buying and selling slabbed cards, sealed wax, and now slab comics and digital collectibles. So the next time you're forced to pay 10% or more to sell something from your collection, 
Head over to MySlabs.com and join the 1% revolution. Yeah, if you sign up as a seller, make sure and they ask where you heard uh, where they you heard from them. Just tell them that the, you heard it from Lords of the Lawn Box, and you can uh, join up as a seller. Ryan just recently joined yep, up as a seller, down. so uh, you know if you're tired, just one percent and uh, just PayPal fees, and that's it. So sell your slabs or trading cards or sealed wax or whatever you got, man. You know, power puff dolls. I don't care what you sell. Sell them <laughs> on there, man. Do it good. All right, so we go from Invincible Iron Man to another Invincible but it's not that Invincible Iron Man. No, no, no. Next up, we've got Invincible Returns, number one, but the David Finch sketch. It was a 1 in 50 variant, originally published in 2010 from Image Comics. Now, if you recall, Kirkman put everything into his mid-run on Invincible, which included a shocking Invincible War and Battle with Conquest. This issue was created to give readers a bit of a breather between that big storyline and the even bigger upcoming Viltrumite War that started in Invincible 71. This issue also put David back into his original costume. Now, at the time, being a one-shot, it flew under the radar for most publishers and fans. And a 1 in 50 was a rather challenging incentive for retailers to meet, hence... It's exceptional rarity. Now, this is a book that does not come up for sale very often. We've only seen three copies in the past three years, including a raw sale of $1,200 in April of this year. Now, there's one currently listed, a CGC 9.0, and the seller's asking a grand. And this week's new high sale of $1,800 for a CGC 9.8. Wow. Boom. For a one Boom. shot. A one shot. Yeah. Especially with all hot, the man. Invincible Season 2 coming. I mean, uh, if you haven't read the Invincible comics, Gabe is right. I mean, people are not uh, prepared for the Conquest Battle on Amazon Prime. I mean, it... The story gets, you know, the story is somewhat smaller if you watch season one, but it gets a lot, a lot bigger, um, you know, uh, in the Invincible universe. Uh, and, you know, you know what? And to me, David Finch is such an underrated artist. I mean, his covers on Moon Knight are some of the best, uh, you know, and he just, you know, for some reason, David Finch doesn't, maybe he does get the love, but to me, David Finch is right up there, uh, top five, you know, um, a variant cover artist, uh, especially. His stuff that he did on Moon Knight, those covers are absolutely fantastic, man. Um, uh, from uh, the the bloody the bloody variant where it's all black and white and it's just his hands are bloodied up, but uh, David Finch, man, he's he should be up there, you know, you know. But uh, I think uh, you know, but you know, hopefully he'll get some more love, man. So we go from Invincible Returns to a book that most of you have, but you don't might not have this particular iteration of it. Check those books open those books ladies and gentlemen this is new mutants 98 mark the jeweler insert variant back in 1991 mark the jeweler's variants have been highlighted many times before and the short version is that there were jewelry order inserts provided to military bases through the mid 70s and early 80s they've recently risen significantly in value especially for ones that are inside of key issues like this first appearance of deadpool this week a 9.8 copy sold for a massive four thousand five hundred and fifty one dollars which more than doubled the last sale of two thousand one hundred and sixty two dollars last year in september 
Wow. I don't even, yeah. I mean, I rarely ever see New Mutants 98 Mark Jewelers insert. And a lot of, well, a lot of Mark Jewelers inserts are beat up, man. Cause you know, you know, however they were shipped and, you know, army bases, you know, I, you know, I don't know how many hard, you know, comic collectors there were in the seventies and early eighties that were hard, you know, you know, they were just wanted to read some comics to, you know, get some time, you know, build, you know, to, to take their time off and have some good times. And so getting a nine, eight, you know, damn, that's crazy. Uh, from 19, uh, you know, 1991. 1991. That's 15% of the market. I've looked this one up. Yeah. So, <laughs> Less I mean, God, this has got to be the tail end of Mark Jeweler inserts because I'm what? trying to remember when they the program didn't. I mean, this has got to be one of the you know, years where they stopped doing Mark Jeweler inserts, right? From in 1991. Because I, you know, because typically they're they were more prominent in the Bronze Age and in the Copper Age. Uh, but 1991, man, and especially well, New Mutants 98, that's pretty rare, man. Uh, so I was saying that just just a newsstand is 15%. So you think Mark Jeweler's has to be even less than that, right? Because the yeah. newsstand that that chart you always show us, it's 15% at night at uh, 1990. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not really a Mark Jewelers isn't really a gimmick. It was advertising. They, you know, Mark Jewelers paid to put their advertising in this so they could, you know, sell jewelry. That's what it was. It's it wasn't a gimmick or, you know, any type of anything. It was they literally paid the publisher to say, hey, I want to put adverts in there. Just like if you let me see new comics don't really have it. But uh, for those who have read comics in the past, there used to be every few pages. There used to be a commercial, right? Therefore, the uh, you remember Spaulding basketball. Remember there used to yeah, be like oh a picture of Dr. J, Bubblegum. I mean, that was how a lot of times a lot of the, the publishers got paid. You, it was the equivalent of a a commercial inside of a of a TV show. You, people used to advertise used to pay to have a little half page or a one page insert or. Even older, if you on the back on older comics, you would see a whole bunch of stuff for the sold what X ray goggles, uh, you know, all those. Remember those? If, if you remember comics from like the 70s, on the back page, it would literally be look, look like a newspaper ad where you could buy like all kinds of different weird gimmicks. I just go open up your comics from like the 70s and look on the back pages. You'll see like uh, on one page, there'll be a, probably advertisements for like 10 different things that you could buy. Uh, you know, the most gimmicky ones were like x-ray goggles. I think I gear. bought, uh, what are they, the sea? The sea, sea monkeys. Sea monkeys, yeah. Sea I bought monkeys. a sea monkey. You know what my favorite was? My favorite was the whole page uh, advert for Army Men. Um, if yep. you guys remember that. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and I, I if I recall, Big it wasn't even on Army an internal Man. page. It was like on the back cover. And they used to, I remember specifically, it was Army Men. And then there was one that was like a... Like uh, revolutionary ones, where they would just stand in front of each other and shoot each other. But uh, those are, that, to me, that's what great memories of when I was collecting when I was younger. When I was, you know, I'd look at the, and you know, I was like, oh man, I wish I could buy this. My my mom doesn't buy me shit. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, look it up. I mean, just remember, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's either the last page or on the back cover where you can buy like a set of army men. Like uh, for um, for let me see, for you millennials, Army Men are what those guys were in Toy Story. I guess is the best way you can put it, right? You know, um, yeah. you know, when you think about Toy Story, Army Men that have like the little stands on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nowadays kids with your posable action figures, we just had Army Men. We had a guy with a bazooka. We had a guy that laid down and was shooting. <laughs> he laid down. He had the <laughs> yeah. medic. He had oh, the the, the 
the minesweeper dude. Yeah, it was whack if you got the minesweeper. Like, what am I gonna do? The guy who had the radio. There was this guy. Yeah, there was a guy with radio. Yeah, I got I got to find those man. I post those man. But that's 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 the nostalgia collecting that I miss. Because I'm trying to think nowadays inside the comics if there is advertising they're pretty much just advertising their own stuff right it's like hey next month there's another issue of this that and or other you know what i mean so i mean you know but, but back in the day you know it's just like newspapers you know the in order for them to get paid you know and you know they had to put advertising in it all right so new means issue number 98 the mark jewelers insert for 4500 bucks for a 9.8 you know we can't have a shakers list without horror and what else cannot we have love we cannot have what can romance, we do without baby. love romance, romance comics right. right i want everybody watching to take a really good look at this cover he's smelling her face make a mental note of this one already personal love issue number 25 originally published in 1954 from eastern color now books like this consistently fly under the radar for most collectors. It's easier these days to spot a Matt Baker cover and recognize that it's worth grabbing. However, these photo covers can tend to be hit or miss. These are the perfect books to provide a fantastic stealth buy. It features no notation of the gold that is inside. This issue features a short story too Late for Love, drawn by the legendary artist Frank Frazetta. Say what? It's been noted that Frazetta modeled the lead character Lila after Betty Page, making this an unofficial, since she's not named, first appearance of Betty Page in comics. Boom. Now this week, a CGC 8.0 sold for a new high sale of $1,200. Now, as Frazetta collectors become more aware of this issue, expect prices to increase. Nice. That's one. awesome. I love this I mean, show. Th- so I love it's, show. it's like, it's like double the, double the spec, right? Or not spec, double the investment. It's early mm-hmm. Frazetta or it's the first Frazetta. Is, is it first Frazetta? I think it's first Frazetta, right? Uh, but, uh, uh, I don't think so. It just says it just features. No, that yeah. he modeled this character yeah, after Betty Page, so it's definitely there wasn't the any Betty Page. Betty Page. I mean, nowadays yeah. Betty Page comics are everywhere, right? You see, you know, Betty Page everywhere. But you know, back, you know, for those who don't know, Betty Page was like the queen of the pinups, and still is to this very day. I mean, gals that cosplay. All look at you know they have the 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 bangs across you know the straight across the forehead. I mean Betty Page for her day. Um, there was a Betty Page documentary too about it, really tragic about her life actually. But you know Frank Frazetta and Betty Page all in one. So personal love issue number twenty five. Frank Frazetta using the likeness of Betty Page in a comic. Who would have figured? You can't mm. go without a cover price shakers list without horror and love. You know what? You can't have you know it's, one goes with the other. So That's there right. you go. Anyway. All right, so we go from uh, love to some avenging. The Punisher, number two. This is the Jerome Pena variant, one in 50 ratio from 2014. Pena, one in 50, has been a fan favorite since its release in 2014. This hard-to-find variant was released when retailers were not coming remotely close to ordering 50 copies of The Punisher, who spent 2009 and 2010 as Frankencastle and slowly worked back up to be the more serious title that fans wanted to see. This always, it's always been a relatively pricey variant hovering around $200 raw 
and three to four hundred dollars in a 9.8 however this week this fabulous cover jumped to a new high of 550 dollars for a cgc 9.8 it's arguably one of the best punisher variants and we expect to see this continue to rise in the future especially with all the moon knight uh excuse me the punisher news yeah. like dropping the burn that's just a dope and... cool like you know hip-hop yeah kind of style as being like a it. former graph writer myself, I love anything uh, that uh, graffiti uh, on covers. That's why I got those those Robin War covers. Anything that has graffiti font or anything like that, I'm down with. So just like this one here, it looks you know, but that's to me that's Venice Beach. Have you ever been to Venice Beach? There's a whole wall. There's like walls of graffiti. Before, like all the homeless took over, like there, a lot of graf graph writers used to go over to Venice Beach and they used to put up what we call burners back in the day. We weren't. In the 80s, we didn't call ourselves taggers. We called ourselves bombers because we would bomb pieces. Um, you know, taggers were people just scribble their name. But uh, this is uh, what we would call a piece, a bomb, a bomb piece, bombing. You know, you know, for all you old school uh, hip hop heads, you know, who you used to be bombers. But uh, yeah, so Punisher number two, the Jerome, Jerome Opeña, 150 from 2004. 550 bucks, man. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, this is, those, those high racial variants, man. There's, you know, at one point you used to be able to get them for cheap, but you know they come back. And this is issue number two, but it just goes, you know, if it's a dope cover and it's a low, a high ratio variant or low ratio, I always get the two confused. But anyway, um, and the cover is uh, the art is dope. People will go out and seek it, especially if the Punisher or if when the Punisher comes back, you're gonna see it. All right, so uh, last one on the list, boys and girls, don't go away because we're gonna see what's shaking today. What's last on the list? All right, before we get to the last one on the list, shout out to Matt and the team over at Cover Price for this fantastic list every Thursday. This is really the best list on YouTube. You guys ready? Let's hit it. Last one, we've got Wolverine number two, because you got number two, and I read number one on this one, so I'm not sure which one it is now. It's got to be number one, right? Wolverine number one by R.V. Silva, the C2E2 sketch. You ready? Limited to 25 originally yeah, my bad that's actually wolverine number one but go it ahead. is wolverine number one okay yeah wolverine number one limited to 25 originally published in 2020 now for several years marvel has recognized the aftermarket power that a rare variant can bring through the years they've selectively chosen specific events to offer a rare exclusive that's limited to an ultra rare print run of only 25 copies now, it was up to the Marvel executives that hand them on hand to determine where and when to offer a copy. Sometimes they hand them to an above and beyond cosplayer. Other times they handed them out as a prize at a panel. And sometimes they've chosen a super fan. One way or another, they've been created to reward fans who they feel deserve it. Regardless of how they're given out, to get one is a scarce gift. For example, this RB Silva sketch cover for 2020's Wolverine number one was handed out by Marvel executives Tom Breaver, Jordan White, and CB Zabolski Zabolski during the C2E2 of 2021. One lucky retailer, Pennsylvania's Lehigh Valley Comics and Collectibles, graded their copy, received a 9.8, 
and sold it last week for a massive $8,995. Now, this same retailer also recently sold a rare CGC 9.6 copy of Silver Surfer Black number two uh, from the San Diego Comic Con 2019, a virgin sketch also limited to 25 for $5,995 a few weeks ago. Man, this guy's incredible. These low print runs immediately make these some of the most desired variants in comics. With a few years behind, they'll become the books of legends. That wow. 25 and they get handed out by executives to super fans. This is an incredible story. I love this show. Yeah. Limited. So if you ever see this in a wild, make a mental hmm. note now. Yeah. Right. That's used. That's why this show was. That's why this show. We don't show our faces mainly because we're too handsome. But secondly, is we want to highlight the comic books, because I think a lot of times in collecting or when you go digging in those long boxes, it's photographic memory. Right. If you see a cover that we show on the shakers list, you know, most probably it may be worth something and maybe somebody who's selling it doesn't know what the value is, or you see it somewhere in an, you know, a garage sale or something along those lines, or even a cover price top 10. You know, those, those books are most of the times people already know about the cover price top 10, but that's what I like about the shakers list is, you know, you know, Matt uh, over at cover price really does his research and finds these kind of rare gems that you may or may not know about. And that's why we highlight the covers and not our faces on here. Cause we know we can, you know, we could, we could do this and show our faces, but why, you know, uh, because, this is Wolverine number books. one. It's all about the books, baby. This Not is our looks. Well, my, I look good. I don't know. I, don't know what you're I said saying. it's anyway. about the books, not our look. Wolverine, yeah. Even when I do comic book hauls, I never show my face. I, it's all about the books. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, about the books. for all you whatnot salespeople, you know, do like Justin does. Show the books. We don't. We don't care what you look like. We want to see the quality. We want to see the page. We want. We don't want to see your face. Uh, so, with that being said, uh, Wolverine number one, and let's see what's shaking today, boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I have a feeling uh, we're going to see some uh, probably I'm guessing some Hawkeye related stuff is maybe my guess. maybe I'm just, I check this what, list. Every maybe day. some horror, maybe some romance. You never maybe know, some man. Spider-Man. It's like a box of chocolate. See our beautiful maybe faces. Yeah, you don't need to see never our faces know. here. Nope. That's why you nope. get to see this. Look at Punisher's screen, face. Right? Yeah. Right. So here's the weekly top 10 that we covered. Uh, I still got to pull out my epic sleepwalker. These are the weekly movers. These are the most units sold. You could tell there's a theme there. Um, wow. You know, right? But we're worried about the shakers list. Let's see what's on the shakers list. Hey, I only got two of the first five. Uh, yeah, I sold my Punisher, damn it. Um, looks like Kingpin is fine. I don't know why people are specking on Ping Kingpin. It's <laughs> always been a you know, big book, but obviously there's been a lot of chatter about uh, Kingpin. But look at this. Really? What? Is uh, Transformers Universe issue number one. I think this has been on the list before. This has. This yeah. is a special book. And the last time it sold, it sold under value because it was listed funky. Yeah, that's the right. The person this didn't is... list it is what it really was. And they didn't know yeah. what they were selling. Yeah. 12.45 for 9.4 sold on December 8th. I was thinking people were like confusing it, saying, "Hey, maybe it's Omicron or Unicron," and you know the virus. <laughs> forget it. Anyway, um, oh, like idiots that were 
buying what was it they were buying corona first appearance of corona <laughs> oh, God. and the people God. who are peddling that book shame on you. you 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 know you guys are i don't want to forget it you they, you guys know who i'm talking about who are peddling oh i got that shazam Anywho. book shazam yeah baby I think The Rock had just recently came out and said, The Rock has been hinting at like stuff about Superman for the longest time now. But you know, The Rock is also a great uh, hype man. You know what I mean? Back, It goes oh, back man. from his days from wrestling. Yeah. You know, he was the best in the business. Cutting promos in wrestling, you know, he knows how to promote things. So this is the second appearance of Black Adam, the first appearance in DC Comics. Before that, it was in the Golden Age. Uh-huh. 7.85 for an 8.5 seems rather cheap to me. Uh, seven grand for nine point eight still seems rather cheap to me because if uh, if the Shazam movie do- looks how it uh, I mean the, from what we've seen and the Shazam movie does well, it could blow up, man. Um, I want to look at this one as well. Um, Hit Monkey, which is if you haven't seen Hit Monkey, go see it. It is a great show, man. It is pretty. It is a. It's funny, but also violent, but uh, and good as at the same time. I don't want to even try to explain to you what the premise is because it's kind of wild. Um, but you know, if you like Ted Lasso, you should watch it. Um, cause, uh, <laughs> um, hit monkey issue number two, second print. This is the reprints of first appearance, a thousand dollars and 9.8. Cause the first, the first printing is pretty damn low print run. Uh, nobody ever thought hit monkey would be an animated series. Um, Savage Tales issue number one. This is the first appearance of man thing. 1200 for 7.5. I would buy that for 1200. Yeah. I've been looking for one for the longest time, actually. And they're hard to find high grade because of, any of these Marvel magazines are hard to find. And wasn't this there public- multiple printings and they're all like the same cover pretty much? Yeah, let's see. Hmm. No. Hmm. No. It was hmm. only this one. Yeah. Huh. So you can tell it says it right on the cover right here that uh, this uh, publication is rated M for the mature reader. Um, there you go. Featuring Kazar. That's why you don't even see Marvel on it at all. It, they, they did that a lot with their magazines so they can, you know, uh, brand it for, um, you know, an, uh, an older age group. Eh, I haven't seen this book on this list in a while. And I'm soon to be in the Marvel's movie, right? First appearance of Captain Marvel, Monica Rambo, $1,000 for 9.8. Seems Ooh. pretty cheap to me. Not bad at all. Eh, Turtles, number two. Tell you these are hard to find, especially the first four issues that are these kind of magazine size. Uh, first appearance of April O'Neil, nine point four sold for eight seventy five on December eighth. Canto, out of the shadows, Michael Jackson is walking in on that cover. Let's see, we got a little primer there. First Grendel. appearance of Grendel, aka Hunter Rose. I do believe uh, that Grendel is under development. Uh, seven seven eighty for a raw comic. That's wow, amazing! Wow, yeah, especially for a all black cover like that. Raw. I mean, it's oh, gotta yeah. be. This is hard to find, man. Pristine. I mean, from nineteen eighty two. Also, mm-hmm. Shh, mm-hmm. forget about it. Um, I've been waiting for this book to pop, man, because apparently Canto is whose kids are in the background. Somebody mute. Sorry. Uh, Canto number one from IDW. So this is a 9.8. Uh, if you remember, I think uh, probably three or four months ago, they said they're developing, I think, an animated movie or animated series, Canto, uh, um, which looks great, by the way. I admit, this is, if you have these, this is hard to find. Recently, they just did another volume of Canto. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Out of the Shadows, number 12. Look at that. 
strange, eerie, and terrifying. Six point zero sold for seven hundred dollars. When who even made this? Pines Comics. Never strange, even heard of it. Eerie, terrifying. But you know what? That death. this would be from nineteen fifty four. This would be perfect for Halloween comic covers. Perfect, you know perfect, what I mean? Perfect. perfect. It would be perfect. Lots of look. If you notice here, one, two, three, four. Four Spider-Man books, five. man, and then five in Six. anticipation of um, Spider-Man, which starts f- next Friday—not this Friday, but the following Friday. I hope you guys got your tickets. I hope nobody paid absorbent amounts just to buy a ticket. Um, Twenty-five thousand dollars. I'll wait, wait till, till it comes on Disney. Do you need to? Do you need to see it on the opening day? I mean, you know, I, I, when I went on my AMC app, I could still find tickets for Friday afternoon or Saturday morning or Sunday or afternoon. You know what I mean? But uh, hopefully, nobody is paying those crazy ass prices. Oh, okay. Here we go. Wow, two cool ones back to back. This is what I'm all Science about. Science fiction, space adventures, Look robot that. covers. That guy robot looks terrified. Covers. Vincent Price looks terrified. <laughs> it does look like Vincent Price, right? <laughs> Space Adventures, issue number 10, $600 or 3.5. Look at that. Who did this? Charlton. Oh. All right. My, I know there's a, there's a sub collector. <laughs> Come on, man. Look at this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Love so it. who came first, Captain America or Shield Wizard? Huh? At the war plant. Yeah. <laughs> That's Arch- an evil place. From Archie Comics. The plant 1. of war. 1.8. A 1.8 sold for $600. Dang. Wow. Speed. I never heard of Shield Wizard. I wonder what, who came first. And there's also some bondage on the cover, too. I wonder if that's his ward. His oh, it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be his ward. And there's a buddy behind him there smashing a Nazi. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about this book at nauseum. This is the first appearance of Maya Lopez before she becomes Echo. 620 for 9.8. This is also a. David Mack cover. David Mack finally getting some love. Spider Gwen all over the place. Hmm, oh, that's interesting. I wonder why. Two well, two printings both had a high sale. Oh no, yeah. raw. No, wow. Look at that. The one was raw. Five hundred raw. Five fifty for a nine four. Wow. So I wonder if the raw was like a nine point eight or you know or somebody saying because this is the if you want you want to see a lot of mul- you want to see a lot of printings. Look at that. Yeah. They all have somewhat of a different because this is the this is the money maker right here. This uh the Greg Land one. Um, yeah. Still uh, who I'm getting audio from somebody. No. I love this cover. And I still regret the day that I sold it. Wow. God damn. Thirty two hundred for nine point. I had a signed nine point eight by Greg Land, and it's worth six thousand nine hundred now. But it's okay. I traded it for a Strange Tales one ten. So um, yeah, whatever, man. That's I think I still have, I think I still have this one. So there's there's quite a few different printings, and and it looks like she's going to be you know prominently featured in the new uh, into the Spider or across the Spider Verse film. Um, oh, I have this Silver Surfer. Hey, come on now. Yeah, Mad Magazine. This was back Number when two. it was uh yeah, Number Two. 454 raw comic. Oh, you kids don't even know how fun Mad Magazine was, especially when you used to fold the back, when you used to fold them to make one. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yep. yep. <laughs> when you used to fold it across to make an image. Yeah. 
I especially like uh, they always used to parody movies. One of my favorite Mad magazines was when they parody Star Wars. That was uh, to me that was amazing. Speaking of amazing, I do believe this is the first appearance of Silk Cindy Moon CGC nine point eight. This is uh, the more popular variant is the Umberto Ramos variant, but then J Scott Campbell also did this gorgeous variant, and he also did the uh, the negative variants. You know who you know we're talking. I mean to me this like to me I I don't. This doesn't do anything for me. No, you know what I mean? Either, that negative either. variant. I'd rather have, you know, the this. This looks gorgeous. That's right. Here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. The, why make it to where you can't even see her? You know what I mean? Um, Hold on. Gee, go up uh, that Teen you... Titans book, man. We can't go past Teen Titans with yeah. me in this room. And, uh, you know, Where'd that 9 2. The DC Comics is right above oh, the Aquaman. Yeah. Shout, yeah. So shout out to, uh, and thoughts uh, go out to uh, George Perez. Uh, if you haven't known, uh, George Perez uh, posted on his Facebook that uh, he has page three, stage three, uh, I think, pancreatic cancer, and the doctors have given him six months to live. So our thoughts go out to George Perez. Uh, whatever you can do to help out George Perez, I think it's, uh, he's selling some, um, he's still doing some signatures and he's doing some signings uh, to help out um, his family. So whenever, you know, you know, knowing that you have a finite time of, to live think about it if you have six months to live what would you do what would you make of your time in the six months that you have but uh george perez has been you know a valuable member of the community and a lot of people have been reaching out so uh dc comics present first appearance of new teen titans cyborg raven starfire robin wonder girl kid flash and beast boy i remember this book was hot at one moment but uh yeah hopefully it gets uh it'll get to well soon um so a little Avengers there. Of course, this book is on here. Star Wars. Of course. Okay, we got to look. Ooh, what's that guys. Venom Captain America book? That's cool looking. First appearance of Boba Fett. First full comic appearance. Looking of forward Yoda. to this show. Full show. Yep. Coming in December 2016. Mm-hmm. 6, Good Lord. Uh, yeah, that does look gnarly. Look at that. This is uh, Captain America issue number seven, the Venom variant. It's cool. Wow. Venom nice. that one. Captain America. Jeep Comics. <laughs> what is Jeep Comics number one? It's comics about Jeeps. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> even as a cape. Uh, there you go. So Jeep Comics issue number one. R.B. Leffenwell. Leffenwell. R.B. Leffenwell and Company from 1944. I just It's just Jeep Comics, you know? It's just, uh, you know. Gotta love it. People who are Jeep aficionados probably really dig it. Check out this one. Another Mad Magazine issue. Mad issue number 11. Look at that crazy beautiful girl of the month. <laughs> Humor in a juggler vein. Get it? The juggler mm-hmm. vein. And as opposed to vein, you know, yeah, playing words. Anyway, raw comic, $300. Um, there you go, Clone Wars. This is Clone Wars issue number two. 325 for 9.8. These Star Wars books are from Dark Wars. Oh, hey, there's that Marvel team up we were talking about earlier. Right below. <laughs> Yep, there you go. This is the first uh, U.S. appearance of Captain Britain. First U.S. publication of Captain Britain. Might as well yeah, read the tea leaves. If the if the U.K. is going up, then the this the U.S. version is going to go up. Uh, I luckily I have this one. I'm not like Brian. Oh wait, go back yet. down. There's a U.K. price variant. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's real cool. Yeah, I might go. That might be the yeah. This. That might be the one I want to find. There's no recorded sales. Hmm. So you'll know because it's a 12 pence variant. Yeah, so uh, there cool. you go. 
it's a UK variant and it's Captain Britain, right? It, you really can't, you know. It's the you know. UK version of the first US Captain Britain. <laughs> this is one of my favorite Spawn covers of all time, by the way. That is cool. Um, this is the first premiere of Archangel, who really, they didn't really do much with it, but this is one of my favorite Spawn covers. And I, I, I had Spawn 1 through 100. Um, I gave away 51 through 100 to uh my uh my daughter's uh now ex-boyfriend because he's a huge spawn fan but i kept one through 50 but i wanted to keep this one um because this is just such a dope cover by uh, capullo and i think mcfarland did the inks on it first appearance of archangel wow 300 for 9.8 3.99 is the highest ever but they, he was so underused uh in the comic storyline you know i wish he would have done more you know um Good to see that Sandman getting some. Hey, we haven't talked about this book in a while. Yeah. Remember Star Slayer? I, I do. have a couple of these around. This is the first appearance of the Rocketeer, and there's been talks about rebooting Rocketeer on Disney Plus. Uh, Two eighty one for nine point eight. Man, if you have those Star Slayer books, look at that. Looks like some Man. kind of crazy version of Conan and 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 what's his name? Uh, um, I was just think I can't think right now. Hey, Marvel feature first appearance of Defenders. First parent, 285 for 7.0, highest known value. Three grand for 9.8. I got two of them. Uh, both of them are, I think, 8, 8.5s or 8.0s, man. But I was uh, highly specking on Defenders for a while. And uh, this is not a very uh, flattering picture <laughs> of uh, Namor, to say the least. Hey, he's got a booty, though. Who would have thought? <laughs> no wonder the Sue Storm was all up in it. She's like a, at that's last an apple. Again. That's an apple right there, right? Or a peach. Yeah. What do they call it? An apple or a peach? I don't know. Like. I'm, I'm i'm too old for this the terminology these days you so young this is kids. fantastic for number 14 wow look at that all right so uh that's it boys and girls that is uh the shakers for this week pretty interesting list we'd like to yeah, keep it was it a good down. one eclectic i mean there are some really rare ones in here i don't think anybody did uh two for t- two for ten i think the most most people did was one for ten and um so congratulations to all you that did uh one for ten and thanks for hanging out with us um any last words jb no thanks for coming out you know um uh, thursday nights so i'll see you next thursday another fantastic list i put out a new video i'll drop the link in the uh in the chat if you guys want to go check it out appreciate everybody for stopping by make sure you hit the thumbs up on the way out dark side jedi hey thanks for joining us everybody it's 10 o'clock do you know where your children are good night everyone no i do not and it's only seven <laughs> o'clock i have to eat dinner uh, so for Dark Side Jedi and JB, uh, this is TiVo saying keep digging in the long boxes. I will be back Sunday. Uh, we're going to be doing regular letters from the long box on a regular basis. So Sunday at 5 p.m., make sure you peep it out. So uh, I will see you then. So enjoy your weekend. Till next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes and peace out. Peace.
There are assembled the world's greatest heroes. Their mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. When it comes, I won't even notice. Oh, how so? I'll be too busy looking good. You can't understand.